Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. It sounds like we have lost uh, touch with the studio tonight. Not sure why. We were just up and alive. So, Ben. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear, Sharon. Yep, I'm here. I don't know why you can't hear me. No, I can. Loud and clear. You're good. Okay. Uh, it's weird that we can't hear ourselves, though, so something must be going on on our end here. So, so long as you can hear me, I think that that is good, and we as are... As long as we sound good going out, don't really care what we sound like here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sounds crystal exactly. clear, so if that makes you feel any better. Real Estate with Sharon McMahon, Mary Baker, and Melissa Wallace. Of course, Melissa is doing her thing. We are live on Facebook, so if you want to follow along on Facebook, you can find us there as well, and um, we're just, you know, going to continue our talk from last week. You want to let everybody know about our new how we're doing our new setup and how we're going to be doing things that are sort of trending right now in real estate so i think um what our new setup is is you know just introduction to the show and the team obviously we are um mcmara broke team at boston connect real estate and that sounds great sharon mm-hmm. um and um we're kind of having dustin hughes who is our newest team member kind of be like a moderator to help us number one stay on track on tracked on track <laughs> track shun um and yeah, no oh yeah um number two kind of prompting questions that maybe everybody out there is thinking and we're potentially not hitting upon because this is such a everyday thing for us um last week we started off talking just getting a little update on covid um we're gonna skip that tonight because we're actually only on until seven i know it seems weird doesn't it ben did you know that did someone tell you yeah, we have the political forum tonight for Pembroke, and last night we did Plymouth. It's been a wild ride here at WATD. Yeah, it is. It has been crazy over there, and you don't sound great on our end, just so you know. So I, I was know wearing a mask. How is this any better? What it is, but um, just to let you know, 
Um, we can hear ourselves now though, which is great. Um, yeah, so we've been, I think it's really good because like you said, Mary, it's, we always have the, you know, what topic are we gonna discuss and we sort of know which way we're going. So I sort of like doing it this way because we're not, I don't wanna say we're not prepared, but it's more like a round table. And that's what we want this to be all yeah, about. Who knows, who knows what this guy's gonna come up with? I know. And I, I'm hoping I get tongue tied very easily, <laughs> as you can tell. So. Is he going to try to stump us, I wonder? So, sure. Dustin, how are you doing tonight? A little tired, but I'm good. <laughs> he's a little <laughs> tired, but he's good. So that's yeah. great. Um, and we also have Melissa, who is going to be joining us. She just got us all hooked up on all of our Facebook pages. But again, you are listening to us tonight live on WATD 95.9. You can also, if you don't have a radio, you can go to uh, TuneIn Radio. Mm-hmm. And you can just say WATD. You can go, Alexa, play WATD. And it will play. Talk real estate. Yeah, it will play that. It will play our Spotify. It will play our um, our podcasts and everything. So there's no excuse why you can't get in touch with us. So um, it seems weird not having our little check-in tonight with Josh Cutler. I bet you he misses us. I was literally just thinking the same thing. He probably misses us more than we miss him. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I did text him today, though. So... One thing I will give as an update. So that's one of the things we want to do too, is just talk about sort of current affairs and current events. And last week, uh, Josh did bring up the fact about um, people have been being scammed with the unemployment. You heard me on the phone all day today. Uh, Scary stuff. Scary. So I was one of the people that I got a letter in the mail that um, I've been approved for unemployment. And I know that um, I did not apply for unemployment. So I talked to Josh about it, obviously called my accountant and everything and uh, called the state today. Here, you wanna hear the scary thing? They actually, whoever is doing this scam, they had my name, my address and my social security number. That's the scariest part to me because yeah, I have all those things too. <laughs> and it wasn't us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, you would better know. I bet you you know my social security more than Mark would ever know my social security. But I thought that Don't that was worry, really Marcus. scary. It Don't is, you think? Well, you it's know definitely how I am scary. about identity. Yeah. You know it's getting scary so that's traffic, incredibly I think. intimidating to me. It's just, just promoting the importance of keeping track of your um, mm-hmm. um, your credit and your finances and and making sure that you're monitoring all of your uh, credit Yeah, cards. well, that's what I had to do for a big majority of my day today was, you know, I had to get in touch with my banks. I had to get in touch with my credit cards. I went uh, onto Equifax and, you know, put a, a freeze on my credit. Um, I had to file a police report because I need like documentation of the date and everything. That's crazy. So it's just a whole lot more. When I was talking to the woman at unemployment, I forget her name, but she was, she was fabulous. And I said, you know, the, the thing that bothers me the most about this is yes, it's a pain in the neck right now for me to figure it out. But every, it seems like every other night on the news, we're seeing somebody who needs the funds the and they need the help. They have children, they need food and they're having a hard time getting the unemployment and this people are scamming it. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. They'll all rot in hell. <laughs> That's what happens to bad people, Melissa. Don't you know that? No, yeah, I do know <laughs> Lisa that. Lisa going to probably cheer us up. I hope so. so I know. It's, I don't, we always have a hard time hearing if Lisa's ready for us, but I'm assuming Lisa's good to go. Um, so Lisa DeMilo from the WATD traffic studio. Do you want to tell us how it's looking out there? I'm sure traffic sure, is Sure, absolutely. Almost normal self. 
Absolutely. We are really seeing moderate to heavy traffic during the afternoon rush. I don't think it's quite back to 100% of where it was before COVID-19, but it's getting close. The expressway southbound is an easy drive from top to bottom. Northbound, you're looking at nine minutes to go from Braintree to Boston. Route 3 South is a 38-minute drive from the expressway to the Sagamore. Then you're good up and over the bridge, and Route 24 South is all clear from 93 to 495. This report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I'm here with my team members, Sharon McNamara, Mary Baker. Bakey. Bacon. 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 Mary Baker doesn't want bacon. And Dustin Hughes. Uh, Mary did talk earlier about how we are uh, you know, doing our new new program here um, and how we're. It's just a new format. New mm-hmm. format. Kind of mixing so, it up. Um, But we did want to continue our discussion from last week. Um, If you want to listen to our past shows, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. You can go to bostonconnect.com. You can listen to us on your podcast app or iTunes, Spotify. Um, But last week we started our discussion um, or sort of like roundtable panel, I guess, is what it is now. about uh, multiple offers and, and dealing with that. And are we still seeing that during COVID? Um, it's obviously COVID is still here. There are still people who you know are, are getting it and um, we'll probably continue to get it until it's completely wiped off. Until we get a vaccine. Until we get a vaccine. But um, but I'm, I'm grateful that uh, we were able to go to Marshall's the other day. Um, <laughs> so we're... We're opening Massachusetts. Thankful for little things. Yeah, thankful yeah. for little things. But I did sort of get like a panic attack at one point. I was like, I can't wear this yeah. mask anymore. I gotta go. Yeah, Casey did too. Casey and I went and she uh, she had a little bit of a panic attack. She couldn't find me. I think I was in the home good dial anyways. But Surprise, um, surprise. Yeah. So tonight, um, if you have any questions for us, it doesn't have to be about this topic. Ben is in studio, 781-837-4900. We haven't had a caller in a long time, so... Let us know that you love us so um, we know if it's even worth us doing this anymore, right? <laughs> Is it? Do you like, who are we talking to? Yeah. Who the heck are we talking to right now? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you have any questions in regard to real estate, any at all, just call us 781-837-4900. And also on Facebook, I know Mel is always looking at the Facebook to see if anybody has any questions. So you can just let us know. Uh, if you have any questions for us, and we are happy, happy, happy to um, answer your questions. All right. So, how are we starting? Anything else? Actually, Sharon, can you hear me? We, no, that's, that's all the business. Rolling? That's all the business. All the business. Last week. Well, um, yeah. One of the things I did want to start with too is um, I just want to give condolences to the McNamara family. Yeah. yeah so. Um, Unfortunately, um, we you lost. You are part of that, Mac. We family. are part of it. Yeah. So we lost Mark's dad last Thursday, uh, Papa, and uh, <clears throat> what a fabulous life he had, and how lucky we were to have him in it. He was 97 years old, World War II vet. Uh, I think he had 16 grandchildren, 15 great grandchildren. 
um, our services are going to be this Thursday and it's a little different because of COVID, you mm-hmm. know, so um, very, very private, but a lot of people have been reaching out. I appreciate that. The whole family does, uh, but I am very fortunate. He had such a um, strong like commitment to his wife of 70 years and she passed away a few years ago. And I said, you know, it felt like his heart delved a little bit on that day, but how lucky am I that I get to keep my together forever with one of their sons. So um, we love you, Papa and Nana, and they're dancing in heaven. So yeah. All right. So very sweet. Next. (laughs) What are we doing now? Anybody know? I do have a caller. I don't know if you can hear me, Sharon, but uh, we do have one. Oh, we, we have, have a caller. caller. Yeah, we can Johnny on the line. Let's give it a try. One, yeah, hopefully we can hear the hopefully caller. Because, Ben, you sound very, very mumbled to us. So Again, I'm wearing a uh, mask. Hello to our caller. Hey, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, I can. How are you tonight? Awesome. Doing good. Hey, whoever was just talking about um, the fraud they just became a victim of in the only notified experience, mm-hmm. yep. uh, you, have to, you have to notify all three credit bureaus. I and you also want, all right, you, I will do that. That also, was me, by the way, at Sharon. Um, okay, and I also, Sharon. my accountant actually sent me something that I had to do like a fraud alert with the IRS as well. So I filled out some paperwork for them too, but I have to go to each one individually. So what is it? Equifax and Experian and what's the other one? Trans something? TransUnion. TransUnion. But you also, this is what you're going to have to do. You're also going to have to put a freeze on all your credit on all the credit bureaus, so no one can take out any additional credit cards or loans in your name. And whenever you go to apply for something, you have to explain to who, if it's a loan or whatever, explain to them what happened. You're going to have to unlock your your uh, credit report and then re-lock it afterwards. And you might even want to touch bases with Social Security see if you can get a new Social Security number because you are a victim of fraud and you're going to have to go through this for a long time, unfortunately. I know. So did this, is this something that happened to you or is this something that you deal with, with work or something? Um, I, I have two family members who um, deal with this stuff and even one of them became victims of this. And the sad thing is that wherever you go, they're asking for more information. AAA wants your date of birth now. You go to the doctors, they want a copy of your license. You know, my, my motto is just because they ask questions doesn't mean you have to answer them. There's a difference between policy and there's a difference between law. And the more information you give out, the more you're going to be susceptible to being a victim of fraud. Well, and that's one of the things I know, like, because um, obviously we do real estate and my daughter was recently doing an application for a new apartment. And I was just looking at the, I was looking at the application and I said, don't ever put your social security number on this. I mean, these papers, I mean, we're very, very conscious around here, oh, like with WISP policy and everything. Oh. But I just can't imagine that I would give somebody and I, you know, I here you can have my license number. I don't know what you can really do with that. But I'm really I'm really good. Mary, you even said that to me, like, you're so good. But your social security number. How did anybody get it? You just made a good point. I don't know. If if someone has your license number, they can go to a different state with that information and pick up a license in your name. It's it's all goes along with whatever you can get as a person, someone who commits fraud on you. Identity, mm-hmm. identity theft, they can just be you. And that's the problem in today's society, that we give out too much information. I mean, look how long it took Social Security to change. Is it Medicaid or Medicare? They went from your Social Security number to giving you a number. But it's kind of too late for that. And what, what we need to do as a country and our senators and lawmakers, 
we need to get a little bit stricter on how what information can be requested from a person, no matter what type of business you're dealing with. And to go after these people, what I don't understand is that let's say they get money. Like I was in North Carolina. I came home a week later. A $3,000 charge was put on my credit card from Ohio. Someone in Ohio went to Home Depot or something like that. How that happens, I don't know. But where does that, that money has to go somewhere. And someone has to be able to collect that money, just like you or I would. So how does it, my whole thing is I don't understand how that works and how it should be prevented. Well, I, I, I know about me. I have fraud protection. So this is Mary. Um, I have fraud protection on all of my cards. So usually, like, somebody used my card in Texas for $60 at one point, and then somebody over in China tried to use it for a dollar. They called yeah. me. My company called me. Um, my credit card company called me and said, hey, were you in Texas and China within two hours of each other? I was like, yeah, no, that's not physically possible. So mm -hmm. exactly. um, I know I have fraud protection personally on all of my stuff. Where they get the money to reimburse you, I really, I really don't know. I know. No, I and mean, this is what I was saying earlier because when I was talking to the customer service person at the Massachusetts Department of Unemployment, um, what's scary is she said that this has been happening a lot. They're getting a lot of calls on it, but people's bank accounts are being completely withdrawn, like, like just going in and taking all their money. So do we still have our caller with us? Can he still hear us I'm okay? I'm still here. I'm still I, here. Yeah, I think he's here. Is he there, I'm Ben? Here. Yeah, he's still yeah. with us. Okay, perfect. Okay, great. Perfect. So, well, thank you so much for your call. And I am going to be doing a lot more things tomorrow to make sure that um, I am protected for sure. Yeah, so. we were talking earlier. Better safe than sorry, honestly. Yeah, and one other thing, you always yeah. want to look at your statements every month. Because what they do is they'll hit your credit card or your debit card for a dollar or two dollars or three dollars. Yeah. And then because they try to find out if the I don't know if they're guessing the numbers sometimes or not, but they try to. And if you don't, if you overlook that, next thing they're hitting it for fifty dollars, and you don't want that to be your debit card. You know what I mean? Your credit card, you're pretty much protected, yeah. um, but you just don't want the aggravation. And unfortunately, that's what we go through. And you know that also comes down to your passwords. On your when we, majority of us do online payments and like that, change your passwords. Don't make them simple. Make them hard, but write them down in a safe place. You just want to protect yourself. You don't need the aggravation that you're going through right now. Yeah, and that's what the woman actually did say is I have to now go in and change all the passwords. And uh, what was your first name again? Johnny. Johnny, you have no idea how many passwords I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have passwords to that's get into my password up. holder. So it's just crazy. I mean, and it is, it's a pain in the neck. And you know, the part that sort of stinks, like I just said, you know, we lost our father-in-law and we have the services this week. So I have that on my head. I'm trying not to tell my husband what happened, but then he's here because, you know, it's just crazy. But um, Johnny, I am going to definitely take some of your advice. So thank you so much for calling in and thank you for listening. I hope you listen every week. I pretty much do as much as I can. You guys do a great job. Oh, thanks. thank you. Thank you. I was wondering if you anybody's girls, listening. And so long as we've got Johnny, we're good. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> you're all we need. <laughs> you're all we need, Johnny. <laughs> all hey, right. Well, thanks so much, Johnny. Thing. Thank you for calling in. We really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye bye. That was very sweet of him to call. He yeah. cares. Well, I'm having a little bit of a hot flash right it's now. It's very true. Like with all of the technology that's made our lives that much easier, it's also exposed us to a lot of. Um, probably 
well, fraud and every anything else, uh, you know, mm-hmm. maliciousness that we really weren't exposed to when it was just good old fashioned paper and pen and, you know, snail mail. Well, um, uh, as we were talking about this, I just, I was looking up at myself on the camera and I just realized I look like I'm going to prison for fraud because I'm wearing an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> You're so, so funny. <laughs> Probably not a good look for me. I should have um, worn this when uh, Tim Cruise and Joe McDonald. Just Joe. Yeah, we're, oh, I thought they sent you that. I thought it was a uniform. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm that still was waiting for my flag. Hey, we can add people. So I haven't seen Tito in a long Tino in such a long time. I I haven't seen him in so long. I met him at a conference years and years ago. So I yeah, I, I join. I don't know where they show up, but hey, join us. All right, Dustin, let's get the show on the road. We're only here till 7 o'clock. We're know, 6.30. Yeah, it is. But so go ahead. Hit us Hit us with your best shot. <laughs> We're talking. Cindy Lauper one set. Yes. <laughs> Tell me Cindy Lauper and I didn't get that correct. We're talking about multiple offers. We were talking about it last week. Kind of tendencies that are going along with it, especially on the buyer side. We're seeing here 41% of home buyers say they're willing to go over budget. That was a study done by Lombardo Homes. They're a contractor out in the Midwest. Nearly 2,000 people, again, 41% say they're willing to go over budget. That's not over asking over their own budget. Mary, Mm -hmm. you work with buyers all the time, putting in quality work with them. Does that surprise you? Uh, Oh, I like how he said you're putting in quality work. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Ty. Thanks, Um, Dust. Does it surprise me? No. I think um, buyers have, or at least the buyers that are out there and not just starting out are realizing how competitive the market is. And we do our best to kind of educate right from the very beginning about what um, the market looks like in their price range and how competitive it's going to be. I mean, every, every different range has its nuances, in my opinion. Um, buyers, the qualifications for buyers, I guess. Um, and I think they adopt the idea that, you know, if I want the house, I want the house that, you know, is in my head, I'm going to have to spend more money sometimes. And with the low interest rates being the way that they are right now, an additional $50,000 on a mortgage doesn't necessarily, um, and I'm, doesn't equate to an additional, you know, $300 on a mortgage Mm -hmm. all the time. So it's more affordable for them to go over budget, which what was once over considered over budget, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, numbers are still numbers and people still are tight mm-hmm. in, in some circumstances. How do you feel about that though? I'm going to go into sort of my interviewee mode right now okay. because like, I just, I have a hard time with that. I mean, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now and I've always told my clients, like you don't, just because you can afford this much or a bank is going to give you this much doesn't mean you have to go that high. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, real estate agents, it's like this persona that people think about us is that we're just trying to push them to buy more and more and more. The most amount. Yeah, yeah the most amount. And I don't think that that's true at all because I just mm-hmm. feel like, probably because I've been through so many life cycles and so many chapters that I I know that the water heater goes, or if you want to go on vacation and things like just to be so strapped, but we do a lot of new construction. And I would say that is probably the easiest place for people to overspend because the mindset is I might as well do it now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. Buyers, stretching their budget and probably going out of a comfort zone um, just to attain the house that they want 
makes me personally very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just in the sense that you are going to be house poor. Yeah. And everybody sees like nobody could have predicted that COVID was going to happen. And mm-hmm. then, you know, all those people who had just bought their houses and maybe they did kind of go over budget or spend a little bit more than they had anticipated. And then they got laid off mm-hmm. or fort or furloughed or, you know, um, you know, there was a server and the server jobs completely mm-hmm. went by the wayside. Nobody knew how this was going to end. And when, I don't know when you spent that much, um, that amount of money, even mm-hmm. 50, an extra $50 a month or $100 a month makes a big difference mm-hmm. when you're trying to put food on the table type thing. Mm-hmm. So do I encourage our buyers to spend every little penny that they have? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, We're getting emotional here, I think. And I'm, I'm hot. <laughs> you're very, I mean, well, you are hot. Child. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I had no, I had no comeback <laughs> for that. <laughs> so, just like, I'm going to sit here and laugh. And think about my bacon. <laughs> I want bacon now. I want bacon from a uh, Fogo de Chao. Mm, I don't great. think they're opening for a long time. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Mm-mm. What are your thoughts on everything now? I, you know, I, you know, I, I agree. I just, I, I've never been the type of person to live outside my means or feel like I have to buy something because it's, you know, within norm or trying to keep up with the Joneses. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've never felt that way. So I just, I think... Other than that Louis Vuitton oh, bag yeah. that you wanted for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than my Louis Vuitton, like, you know. <laughs> As she peered into the, the, the little but, lamp. But here's the thing. Like, I, I, yeah, I could have thrown it on my credit card when we were in California, but I didn't because I was, I, it wasn't, it's mm-hmm. not in That's my... point. Yeah. You know? Point. So, mm-hmm. and I feel, you know, the same way with, you know, buyers, it's just because a bank is willing to give you, you know, a certain amount of money for a loan. I don't think you necessarily have to go up to, up to that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what you can afford, but is that something that you can afford and live like comfortably and be Mm -hmm. able to save still? And, you know, I just wonder if banks really take all that into consideration when they're like, oh, we'll give you this amount of money, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really work with your lifestyle and, and, you know, the comfort Mm-hmm. And you've always said you you live within your means and mm-hmm. your comfort and and you know so I, I just I don't know that that's that's just my take on it. I mm-hmm. mean I I don't necessarily think that you have to go like at or above mm-hmm. you know what what it is that the bank. And is I'm just wondering too. I think that people are willing to do it and go over that amount because they can't get anything else. So they're like, I really want to buy a house. And in order to do that, I'm going to have to extend myself. So they're willing to do it. Do you think that that's really the reason for the article? We don't want dead air. No, no, <laughs> no. are going to have to think a little bit faster than that. <laughs> I, I think it's just emphasizing the competition, especially that the competition we're still seeing now. Mm-hmm. When I first see a stat like this, you understand there's always chance for there kind of being a different story or different interpretation. And one of the things I thought of is buyers going to agents with a budget that they know deep down inside they can go above. Mm-hmm. I think you tell them you have a certain line, you don't want to go over, it becomes a time commitment. You're seeing a house, you fall in love with something, you don't want to continuously do something right at your mm-hmm. maximum, knowing that if it's a dollar over, you're out and now you have to start the process over again with a new property. Yeah. yeah. I think that Sue Bollinger has the, a great approach to this. We talked about it last week, you know, like 
you know, if you can afford up to 400, you might not be able to, because there's no inventory and everything's, you know, pretty much going at or above asking, you know, if it's something that's over your budget, if you can't afford it, then, you know, how are you going to get to the closing table and purchase it? So I think sort of looking below your budget and maybe getting mm-hmm. somewhere in between, you know, I think that that's a better approach than to only look at houses at your max because mm-hmm. chances are, if unless they've been on the market for a long time and they're overpriced, chances are they're going to go at or above mm-hmm. with multiple offers. You're so. gonna, I think strategically, it's so smart to set yourself up that way so long as your mindset can follow suit. Mm-hmm. Because $50,000 between three fifty and four hundred could make a big difference where oh, yeah. I don't think between, you know, 700 and 750 is it, you know, how much of a difference is it then? Like you, yeah. you should certainly like a $700,000 house, but I feel like that's where that push comes in. So if people can be disciplined enough, but it just seems like so many people are like, and I don't know why, like, you know, sometimes I go into houses and it ha- we have, you know, cause I do the listing side of a lot of what we're doing and you know, it's wallpaper, it's older, you know, faucets and sinks and why people can't get beyond that. I don't know. I mean, you put on the faucet and water comes out of it. So, I mean, I, like, so, yeah. So personally, I think it's a time restraint. Um, maybe it's our generation. That's more, I feel like we work more, mm-hmm. not, not than in previous gender generations, but our focus mm-hmm. is more work driven and socially driven. So people don't spend as much time at home Mm -hmm. working on their houses as they used to. Mm -hmm. So walking into a house that needs some work, it becomes this um, unsurmountable Mm -hmm. task maybe that that they don't know. I think at a certain price point though. Oh yeah. So if you're looking at a $750,000 house, I mean, you might expect that it might have granite. You might expect that it might have hardwood or or something like you know, you might expect it to not be as maybe dated as, as mm-hmm. something that might need some more work. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, expectations are the big thing. It, easy for us to talk about in this industry, but if you're buying a car, mm-hmm. a camera, jewelry, mm-hmm. you have your expectations of what you want going mm-hmm. into it. And 99% of the time, it is more expensive than what you think you can afford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and. I, I can't imagine any instance where I've looked to purchase something and have been surprised that it was in general much cheaper than I thought and I could oh, actually yeah. afford to have more. So it's, yeah. it's you have the idea of what you want, especially for a purchase this big before mm-hmm. you have your budget and then to get your budget and realize mm-hmm. maybe you can't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a good point because when I was last year, when I was looking to buy a new car and, you know, I had owned my car previously so I didn't have a car payment every month so to me you know if I was going to start having a car payment every month I expected it to sort of have a little bit more than what I was previously coming from so like I didn't have a backup camera before but like that was something that was like important to me because I mean I hit everything (laughs) you know what you've been actually I haven't gotten into an accident in a couple years somebody knocked on some wood man yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. okay good (laughs) yeah well it's because I have a car payment now everyone's that I'm like literally like (laughs) grandma 10 and 2 grandma like not texting Mm -hmm. you know but you know holding your phone is illegal now yeah Mm -hmm. but it's it's true like you when you are sort of going into the next step uh, and maybe spending a little bit more money, so whether it's buying a new car or buying a new home, 
you know, you, there are things that you expect to come with that mm-hmm. price tag. Mm-hmm. So, and that is the, the, when Dustin said that about like expectations and setting expectations, I think that's important. And that's one of the things we do and sit down with our buyer clients mm-hmm. and we talk to them about here are the expectations. And I know I've taught first time home buyer classes. I actually just finished one up a couple of weeks ago for South Shore, with South Shore Bank, um, with one of the local uh, communities. And that was something that we are talking about is setting the expectations. So, all right. So well, we only have 15 more minutes. You, you have some more stuff for us? I know, yeah. cannoli. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. We're talking about kind of buyers coming in and want to spend more, more interested, less inventory, mm-hmm. but it's never a done deal. People are backing out. And I think that's something the seller should know mm-hmm. in regards to thinking you have multiple offers or multiple qualified offers, how to deal with it when, mm-hmm you think you're about to cross the finish line and it's not always the case. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like say, thankfully we haven't had many buyers. like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we've seen it on the listing side for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but our buyers, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe once in the past five years we mm-hmm. had, we've had somebody get an accepted offer and almost immediately back out just because of cold feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes kind of hand in hand with, going over budget mm-hmm. and getting caught up in that really, you get really buyer's remorse. Yeah. You that realize, excited. Oh, I did go over budget. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they throw the number in, right. Mm-hmm. And then they start to do out, you know, mm-hmm. what that means from a cost perspective when it gets accepted. Cause they're like, Oh, this is a reality. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really am not comfortable spending this much mm-hmm. and kind of scale back and say, all right, well, I'm not going to spend money on the home inspection. I'm just going to mm-hmm. pull out you know, mm-hmm. just pull out immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think too, from like, from my perspective as being a very strong listing agent is when we put together, so Mel puts, we get all the offers in when we have multiple offers and we talk about this, you know, awesome spreadsheet that Mel put together for us. And, you know, we're looking at everything. I am, you know, when I sit down with our clients and I'm going over all of these multiple offers with them, it's really interesting because I'm not always looking at who gave you the most amount of money because that I tell you, my friends is not the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And I really think this is one of my big tips and my advice for people who are in this situation now with low inventory and multiple offers. You know, I, I, as a listing agent, am not particularly happy when I see, let's just say a house is on the market for $500,000 and you put in an offer for $500,000 and your pre-approval letter says you can afford a house that sells at $500,000. That makes me feel like, all right, you're right at your, what your max is. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make me always feel comfortable because if you don't lock in and reach change, something could change right there. And people are doing 100% financing with VA loans. VA loans do not scare us at all. Um, but sometimes they're, you know, how much money are people putting down for their earnest money and stuff? We're always looking at all those other factors. I say to my clients, when you're going to put in an offer, give me what you can afford. If if you can afford a million dollars and that's what's on your pre-approval letter and the house is on the market for 500 and you decide to put the offer in at 500, that doesn't mean that the seller is going to come back and say, look, they can afford a million. Let's get 600. Yeah. The house is worth what the value of the house is, not what you can afford. But I always go in and say, look, my buyer is very, very qualified. I think they, uh, buyers tend to get, um, counter countering advice from their loan officers. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Um, so I know oftentimes we're, 
we're getting pre-approval letters exactly for that specific property mm-hmm. for that specific price. And then we always tell our buyers, you know, get it for your, your max amount that you would mm-hmm. feel comfortable with because it also eliminates a lot of back and forth that has to yeah. go on when mm-hmm. you're negotiating with multiple offers because mm-hmm. they want, say every, they go back and ask for highest and best and they want it within 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Well, if your loan officer is working with, you know, 30 other well, sometimes it's buyers, within two hours, yeah. I mean, or an hour and, you know, we want everybody's highest and best within an hour. And now you have to get that new pre-approval letter. Yeah, I agree with that. What's, agree with what's that. the advantage for loan officers pre-approving for certain properties or exact amounts? I think it's, I don't, I don't think there really is an advantage. I think what their mindset is because they're not the ones who are negotiating with the multiple offers and negotiating them. Mm -hmm. They think that, oh, well, we don't want to show all of our cards. Mm -hmm. And even loan officers are restricted with the amount of information that they can share with the buyer's representative. So the buyer's Mm -hmm. agent. So I think they're trying to protect themselves financially more, more than anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but if you have a good relationship with your loan officer, you just tell them. And don't you think, I mean, let's think That's about what we need. <laughs> all, yeah, all the times that we've had, you know, the, when we're looking at the spreadsheet and we're looking and we're saying, okay, look how much money this person's putting down for earnest money as a deposit. Usually it's a thousand dollars. Then how much are they putting down with the purchase and sales agreement? How much is their pre-approval letter for? You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're looking at all these things. I'd rather have somebody that isn't stretching themselves. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's important to have an updated pre-approval, something that's not expired because they do expire. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, obviously we, we look at how much you're pre-approved for, because if you're putting in an offer for 500,000, but it says that you're only pre-approved for 450, Mm -hmm. we then have, like, it might be the circumstance where you were going for another house and it was for 450 and now, you know, you really can't afford 500 or maybe you can and you're just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's wishful thinking, but at that point, you're sort of wasting, unless you miraculously get $50,000 cash somehow mm-hmm. or someone gives it to you, you know, I wish. it's sort of mm-hmm. a waste. But what I was going to say a little bit earlier was, you know, having having my hands sort of in the whole office and knowing when people are getting things under agreement, I have seen lately, you know, with properties that we've listed, you know, as a company with some of the agents, it, you know, they sort of, they um, have an accepted offer and then the next day it sort of falls apart and they have to go back to somebody else because there is buyer's remorse Mm -hmm. out there. And I think it, it is, you know, having to do with going over asking and going over your budget and getting buyer's remorse. And because you don't even get to the home inspection at that point. I mean, Mm -hmm. you you've had an accepted offer for 12 hours. I mean, it's, it's because you're thinking about it, you're talking about it and you realize, okay, maybe this isn't, you know, this isn't what we're supposed to do. Luckily, you know, the the agents have multiple offers so they can go to the next person, the next person, the next person, you know, so they have options, but I think that, you know, we see, we see it a lot where people are sort of eager and they've been looking for a long time and they just really want a house and then they get it and then they realize, oh, well, maybe this isn't the house for me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say a lot of times too, um, something that I've noticed is who's part of that transaction is something that we might want to be considering Mm -hmm. is mom or dad giving their kids money. Mm -hmm. And if they haven't seen it yet, a lot of the times mom and dad come to see it before you have home inspection. And then that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I'm not saying they're deal killers, but no, they kind of are. They're, 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 they're deal breakers. And you can fully understand because 
and I, and I feel bad for the, you know, I call them kids or the, whoever's buying the house. Yeah. And if they decide to bring their parents, because their parents haven't been through the process of seeing what is exactly out there. So, uh, but I feel like we always lead our clients in the right direction. If I think that the house, you know, if I feel as if maybe they could do better and should wait, I would tell them. Right. Yeah. Ditto. I think yeah. We're always honest with people, but at the end of the day, we're not the ones living there. Exactly. We're, we're not the ones selling the house. We're not the ones buying it. So, you know, it is ultimately their decision mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's up to them. They're the ones who have to live there. It so is. do we have any questions from anybody? Cause I know mm. we're running out of time already. No, but we do and have a comment from Bill Oakham. Yeah. I went to high school with Bill. Love watching your real estate shows. Great job, Sharon. If I was in the market, Sharon would be an expert on the market. Make her yours. Oh, wow. Billy Oakham. I recently saw a picture. He posted something. Uh, I think it was his mom's birthday or something was on there. But Billy Oakham, actually, when we opened up Boston Connect in 2010, um, I called Billy and he used to do all the cash registers for my parents. His family had like a business mm-hmm. and he'd got, he was the first one to get our printers. I think, yeah, he used to work at Digital Docu Solutions. Oh, mm. <laughs> Digital Document Solutions. <laughs> hey, now Billy. we have money done. <laughs> Billy, pass out our cards, okay? Uh, we'll, we'll continue Appreciate to go to it. West Bridgewater yeah. and oh, everywhere else. We have five minutes left. You five guys. minutes. Five minutes left. What do you want to do? You want to yeah. just wrap up? Um, I love We that. do have a new listing now, so I think yes. that you guys should be should um, promote that yes, for this for weekend, sure. too. And this weekend's Father's Day, so happy mm-hmm. Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> So happy mm-hmm. Father's Day to all the fathers out there. <laughs> Dustin, you're not a father yet, but happy Father's Day. You'll be, you'll be a dog dad. You'll eventually. be a dog dad. Well, I just am now realizing that Father's Day is this weekend and not next weekend. The first thing I thought of was two hours ago when I fully pledged my entire weekend to <laughs> real estate, o- open houses and whatnot. So. Just Saturday, though. We're just Saturday. That, and that's Sunday. how it goes in real estate. So, um, yes, happy Father's Day to all of our fathers out there that are listening. And, again, um, happy Father's Day to Papa, who is in heaven. And we usually had him over for lobster. But I'll have my dad. So um, my dad's always listening. Hi, Nanu. Love you. And happy Father's Day. Um, the new listing that we have, it is uh, in Pembroke. Yes. It is uh, 275 Valley Street. It is an adorable three-bedroom cape. Um, a little bit of a different layout. Um, so do you hear the fire engines? Yeah. So, you know, I went to Catholic school and you know what's going through my head right now? Yeah, you're praying? Yeah, I'm praying. So, like, I have to say God help those people until I don't hear the sirens anymore. So if you went to Catholic school, you'll be used to that. So um, so God help those people. Anyways, um, Two seventy. Um, it's two seventy five Valley Street. We're mm-hmm. on the market for five twenty five. Um, Mary and uh, Dustin are going to be doing an open house there on Saturday, and that's we twelve are. to two. Yep. 12 to 2, 275 Valley Street. Controlled open house. We are limited. So I actually put in the instructions. Um, We're limited to 10 groups at a time. So if you could just wait outside and one of us will come out and get you, that would be... 10 people. 10 people at one time. Oh, yeah. We can take eight. 10 people. 10 groups, yeah. (laughs) Maybe when we didn't have COVID. (laughs) Yeah. We're probably only going to have two groups in at a time, depending. um, So we can just be accompanying everybody. But... If you could just wait outside, we will come out and get you. That would be great. Yes. Three bedrooms, two car garage, two, 
too yeah, bad. 1800 square feet. Yep. Super. So I mean, basement. it's got this massive double tier deck. Yeah. Overlooking yeah. The conservation we started promoting area. it like, on social cute. media earlier and everyone's commenting about the deck. They already got a, yeah. they already got a knock on the door just as an FYI. A rando, but he gave them our card and said, you need to contact my real estate agent. And I said, that's very good of you. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Thank that's you. Thank you. Like every day, so he's like our best friend. <laughs> he knows what's up. Yeah. Um, but yes. you can find us on bostonconnect.com. 781-826-8000 is the office phone number, and uh, we also still have our new construction. Mel, do you want to say how many lots and everything else we still have available? Not yeah. sure what we have for time. Yeah, we have um, eight home sites in the second phase um, left. First phase is sold out, but we are building a new model home. Um, we are two models that we have up right now are. Thankfully, selling in July, yeah. so uh, we won't have anything to show for a little bit, but we're going to be start doing open houses there again. Um, we just want to confirm up the time um, after 4th of July weekend. So um, once we figure out what we're going to be doing over there in Bristol Estates in North Pembroke, we will let everybody know. Yeah, we're still very much available to do private showings yeah. as well. We're pretty... Actually, we're getting more private showings probably now than, than we, we ever, ever have. have. <laughs> yeah. it's super, well, it's super because busy. we're not doing open houses and that's, that's their opportunity to see it. Yeah, so. that's true. And if you need a one-on-one -on -one consultation for uh, buyer representation, you can set up an appointment with us. Um, and if you also need a one-on-one uh, -on -one consultation regarding the value of your home and different things that you should be thinking about doing to your home uh, to get it ready to come on the market, the inventory is low, people are buying with emotion. As a buyer's agent, we don't want people to do that, but as a seller's agent, we're seeing it all the time. So uh, when you hear that the market is hot, we also have to keep in mind that everything has to still appraise. So mm -hmm. we have to be conscious of that. Uh, but things are certainly selling and when you price your home the right way. Right? Yes, very much so. Any final words, final thoughts, Dustin? No, I don't think so, I think. Are you excited for your first open house? Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> what are we gonna be talking about next week? First time home buyers. First time home buyers next week. Ooh, that will be a good one. Okay, got two of those meetings this week. Yeah, you know um, what? Can next week we'll can ready. we get a clock so we know exactly what time it is? And Ben, Ben, what time do we have? We have about one minute left. Your timing is perfect. All right, perfect. We have one minute left. So Mel, do you want to tell everybody how they can reach us and listen to our past podcasts? Yeah, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com, listen to all of our past shows. You can go to bostonconnect.com, find all of our contact information there. You can call us at the office, 781-826-8000, and I can direct you to wherever you want to go. <laughs> whoever you want to talk, talk to. Or you just want to call and like hang out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We have a really nice mark yeah, yeah, nice yeah, and tell us what you think of our tagline, our new tagline. Not really new, but we've had it for a while, is people purposed and service uh, service focused. focused. <laughs> I always want to say driven, but that reminds me of a car. So service focused. Yes. People so, purpose, service focused. Yes. Uh, ben, thank you so much. Uh, good luck with whatever's going on afterwards with all the political talks. And it's uh, the Pembroke like Forum tonight. Out of jail early tonight or something. I'm still in jail. It's my outfit. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see everybody next week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Have a we'll great see night. You next week. Next week. First time home buyer.